What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 191 of your favorite podcast, The Grand Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Haley, alongside my co-host of the day, Megan Long. And today, we're going to talk to you about attention. We all love attention, don't we? Uh, it's kind of a hot topic around coaching circles and whatnot, but we're going to talk about from a coach and an athlete perspective, a unique insight on how you earn attention as an athlete and what not getting the attention you might want actually means. I think it's going to be a really helpful podcast for a lot of people. As always, Grow Dive Podcast brought to you by Revive. So much brought to you by Raw. So much. You just go to Haley at checkout to support your boy. As always, leave us a five-star rating and review, please. I would appreciate it so much. It's just a simple scroll down to the bottom of the page. Share us with your friends. 191. I'll see you inside. This is this is one of my favorite topics to talk about because <laughs> it happens to like every good coach. Like Anyone who's like putting legitimate people on stage has gotten this before. When a client leaves because they say that they they didn't get the attention. They didn't get the attention that they wanted from their coach or their coach played favorites and they weren't one of the favorites. And now look, sometimes that is true. And we've all been guilty of it, right? Like um, it's sometimes it's like, uh, just, well, well, what, well, I will say one thing to always keep in mind is like, man, you know, as a coach, um, well, some coaches, like we never turn off, like there's not really like an off button and like, um, people are humans, right? And like coaches are going through like their own ways and emotions. And so it's like something that like, uh, you always want to consider it's like, you know, you're, you're a job. You you work a job, I'm assuming. I think most people listen to this podcast work a job. Mm-hmm. I hope. I think, I or hope. do, so. I hope you're doing <laughs> do something. something. If you're not good for you, um, yeah. how can I be doing and like what you're doing? A, a, a job is all about task completion. A lot of coaches who are in this industry, like, they view this as task completion rather than like serving athletes, right? Like serving people. Like, they were able to build a financial life for themselves within this, and that's why they do it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really the reason you and I got into it, which was, like, impact, dude, we just, like, like we, we left our places of financial comfort to just, like, do something we actually loved, and, like, we made it happen, right? So... It's something I always keep in mind, and I think it's really easy to tell the coaches that I do this for clout and or monetary like value. Yeah, yeah. Well, like that's they're 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 one in the same. Yeah, because um, like the more clout or the more hype or the more build up you provide, like the more money you're commonly able to generate from people. You and can you can see through like the lack of passion for sure. Absolutely, yeah. and like a lot of you know a lot of these people like showcase a lot of like exotic things and whatnot going on in their life. And, like, dude, that's, like, cool, fine, and well, but, like, it's competition prep season. You're not busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not, you're not, bu- I've been traveling almost, I've been traveling two or three times a month since fucking April for my oh, athletes. Yeah. Like, hey, you got time for all this exotic stuff. And, like, you know, with those people, you'll commonly hear about, like, I didn't hear from them on show day. Or like, there wasn't any communication. Unacceptable. Or, yeah, like, shit like that, right? <laughs> if your check-in on show day is at 4 in the morning and it's not there, 401, I'm yeah. texting you, where's your check-in? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, I'm, dead ass. Like, That's, like, what we do. Um, but the 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 um, purpose behind this podcast was there was uh, 
there's someone who's like causing a bunch of noise who recently left um, one of my good friends as a coach um, because they weren't getting the attention of some other athletes. And they ended up hiring someone who like tries. So a lot of coaching is, is manipulation, right? Coaching at any level. How can I psychologically tap into you to get what I need? which is perfect execution of protocols, which is training effort. Uh, you know, you have to teach training effort. You have to teach how to be, like, what perfection within protocol. You have to teach some people, you have to teach them how to progress. Other people, they just come in and fucking knock it out. Just because you're checking the boxes doesn't mean you're making progress. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's a level of manipulation that has to occur, uh, and that's coaching. That's coaching at any level, Co or coaching for any sport, right? But bodybuilding, there's so much discipline, and there's there's so much desire, um, and there's also so much sacrifice and suffer that sometimes the manipulation is showing people what the end reward is. Um, you know, I'm fortunate to be in the position that I'm at where like the, the manipulation kind of comes from not really for me, but seeing what other athletes on the team are doing Like, damn every weekend, someone's winning. Mm -hmm. Like, What the fuck am I doing? Mm -hmm. Like where it's kind of become more internal. But when you not even necessarily, yeah, when you don't have that, you have to find other pathways, like get through to some people like, why is this worth it? What is the value of this? So you need to understand that the work that the athlete's doing needs to live up to the standard set by the team. And this is why choosing your coach is so meaningful. Um, I look at Megan. And Megan, you've been coaching for 13 months? Yeah. 14 months? Yeah, I just had my one year like at the beginning of the month. Yeah. So every time you post a client progress, it's like jaw-dropping. It's like, oh, fuck, that was nuts, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, there's good information. There's good stuff in there. You've put two athletes on stage, and they both won. Like, you've not lost to, You've not lost anywhere. I'm the only coach you've lost to in your <laughs> career. <laughs> like, and Damn then, it. And I'm legit the only coach you lost to. Shout out Noah. What's up, girl? <laughs> Handling business. Take out the broom and sweep hey, in the remember my stage. first, my first athlete put on stage, you beat a big time coach, man. That was some shit. I was backstage. Hi. <laughs> and, and so, you know, you have two more coming up in like four weeks, and they're impressive. So, like, mm -hmm. your, your hit rate so far is 100%. And, like... You know, there's other coaches that you'll look at, and you know, it's interesting. It's like my peaking caption oh, yeah, that yeah, I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, a lot of a lot of you guys listen to this podcast, it's not your job to, but a lot of you don't understand, like, a hit or a miss is within a peak. You also don't understand there's not always a hit or a miss. Like, not every peak needs hit or miss. Uh, a, a peak that didn't really have any, um, um, like... A, a, a peak where the athlete was ready seven days out. And like when you find that stage look seven days out, you don't need to hit. You just maintain. You can literally, the, all you can do is miss, but all you have to do, you know, at that time is just ride the midline and keep just everything stable. Yeah. And it's really easy to do. Right. Do but you like, feel like, you side note see, question for you. Do yeah. you feel like some coaches have their athletes in a really good place, like seven or eight days out that the look they need to bring to stage, but they feel like they need to yeah. manipulate something because it's yeah. peak week. Yeah. So absolutely. And I used to be this too, like two years ago, I used to do this and I see a lot of young up and coming coaches, um, you know, who, who are doing this like, Hey, your athletes ready. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need, don't change anything. 
Don't touch the water. Don't touch the... Never touch the fucking electrolytes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do not touch the electrolytes. Like, literally under any circumstance at any time. That's, that's something else. It's like when I talk about being at the Olympia, it's like, yeah, those co- like the coaches winning, on, they're not looking at manipulating electrolytes. Like, if you need to do, go to that depth, then you probably weren't They're ready. not like, all right, let's have a little bit yeah. more potassium. Like, all you can do is miss. Yeah. All you can do is miss. You can't hit. Right. And the only way you hit is if you bring things back to baseline and the body responds in a timely manner for you to hit. Um, and that kind of relies on having enough lean body mass to be able to get back there. Someone doesn't have enough lean body mass to get back to a baseline quickly and, you know, kind of flush out the electrolytes or utilize the electrolytes, the imbalance that you fucked up, um, then you're probably not going to get back there. I know, I know that a peak is about to be missed as soon as electrolytes are touched. Um, beyond that, you'll carb up. Like, carving up is the most overrated thing about it. <laughs> Especially when they try and do it for a bikini. What the fuck? What the fuck are we doing? What do you mean? What are you carving up for? Like, My 100-pound ass. <laughs> what? If, like, if you needed to carb up, then you missed everything. There's no hit at that point. You already missed your last two fucking You should weeks. have competed three weeks ago. I mean, dude, what in the fuck are you carving? Why were you depleted in the first place for a fucking bikini if you need to carb up? I've seen Ride some girls midline. backstage carving up that were, like, fat. I'm like, yeah, you should probably legit. not be like, eating Yeah, right. you should probably be doing cardio until they call your fucking class. Like, I mean, some of the stuff's Next just year. absurd. Yeah, dead ass. Some of the stuff's just absurd. Um, but, but riding, learning how to have enough confidence in your eye to ride the midline is extremely, extremely important. Um, so I, I, I think learning to just find that stage look, but also, it also, it's a huge process learning how to find, like, how do I know what the stage look is? Um, so learning to find that stage look and then just understanding, just, sorry, keep everything stable here. Don't manipulate a thing at all. I mean, there's athletes that'll go in on show day and like, we're not cutting water. Like we're not doing anything. I just tell them like, drink like you normally do mm-hmm. throughout the day. Just like, I think, I think Noah and Emily both did they that North American. Yeah. It's just like, how, how do you normally drink throughout mm-hmm. the day? Like just drink that way. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way up to stage and your look's going to be a fantastic. And they both got first call outs. Right. Um, you know, like it, 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 it always works when you just get the athlete ready ahead of time. Now, um, that's totally off the beaten path of what we're talking about. But that was a fantastic question. Thank you. Um, so, athlete communication. I left my coach because I didn't get the attention I needed. Let's break things down just a little bit and put things in context from a coach's perspective. Who People have left me before talking about they weren't getting attention. And every single one of them, this is going <laughs> to apply to. Every single one of them. Number one, if you need your coach to be your friend or your babysitter, then you don't need a coach. You That's what I was going to say, the headliner of That's this. That's the is, This isn't a friendship. Yeah, and, like, there's people who have hired me who just, like, idolize me so fucking deeply. They want to talk to me every day. Like, That's not how this works, right? Like, who's the who's the leader of the entire athletes for Team Mahalia? It's Ashley Jones. Right. All right. What's her and I communication like? It's very subtle. It's very direct. It's to the point. When I ask for something, I get it, and then it's gone. And then we just, we just assess and adjust, and we go. Everything's always laid out. This is exactly what I want. Exactly what I want. And she knows that's exactly what she needs to do. It's that simple, right? And same with it's the same with Brandon Cooper. Uh, it's the same with Thomas. You know, who just competed at the Olympia Amateur. It's the same with you. Mm-hmm. And all, if you get down to all the top athletes, the communication is the exact same. So, 
let's dive into who gets more attention because, well, Ashley Jones gets more attention than any other athlete on my roster. You think so, they would be surprised to hear that I get literally no attention? Yeah, like you. <laughs> People probably like, think like, "Wow, you yeah. so easy, you get all this attention." I'm like, "No, no actually, I don't." No, like you and Brandon don't get any attention. <laughs> Just like, do the work at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, when does Ashley Jones get the most attention? Well, she qualified for the Olympia. Okay. And, you know, at that point, it's point every point zero 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 one percent variable is a massive variable that needs to be completely controlled. Okay. So Ashley Jones and her prep for the Olympia. I mean, she was checking in every day. She yeah, we we've probably done 300 check ins this year minimum. Wait, we've easily done more than that, actually. Um. I have complete control over every single part of the variable. When I open her check-in, the first thing I do is I go right to her picks. I don't look at anything in the feedback form. I look right at her picks. I look at her picks. I can. I have my thoughts from that. I go up to her weight. I then go from her weight to her diet. I assess the weight, the diet, the cardio. I then look at her picks again, and I scroll back up to our yesterday's update or our last update. All right. This is all in prep. Now, in off season, it's not this way at all. It's all season. It's just visual based. I then come back down and I look at all other components of the protocol. Look at her picks again. Look at the diet, the weight, the cardio again. And I make sure I'm not missing a single thing whatsoever because she's about to step on stage to compete to be the world fucking champion, which takes tons of meticulous work and execution to get to that point. And she needs to be perfect. The best in the world. She needs to be perfect for 20 fucking minutes, two times on stage. Once pre-judging, once for finals. Right? Ashley Jones needs that attention. Someone who's a year out from their show does not need that attention. Her focus needs to be on nailing every single little tiny thing I say down to the point zero 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 one. Down to literally when to take your calm magnesium. Literally. Like the exact time she sets timers on her phone and when they go off she does the next variable Mm -hmm. like that's what it takes to be an olympian when you're a lifestyle athlete when you're a year out from the stage when you're not even in contest a year out from your first show ever from your first show (laughs) your focus needs to be on get better contractions in the gym hit your food go to bed on time if you do these three things then your physique is going to follow suit and it's going to improve you don't need the meticulous attention that Ashley Jones needs. And if you were getting it, and there are coaches that will fire me and hire somebody else who will give them that babysitting attention, you will not progress. Just earn it. Like, earn, just that, just that, do your shit in the off season to earn it in season. That was, that was going to be my next point. If you're with a, a coach who has top tier athletes, I'm talking about truly top tier athletes. Like my coach is Matt fucking Jansen. Who has more top tier athletes <laughs> than him? Well, when I started, it was like me and Matt were friends, but like I, it's not like I wasn't, I was getting that much attention. I didn't fucking need it, right? I mean, in all season, I need to grow a fuck ton because I need to be 241 pounds on stage next time. And the previous time out, I was 231. I need to be 241 and leaner. I know my job. He knows his job. You don't need to be told every and week what to do. No, absolutely Just not. Absolutely not. <clears throat> and so I was like, you know why I hired Matt Jansen? Because I wasn't close to the top of his roster. You know why you hire me? Because you're probably not close to the top of my roster. Because the top of my roster is battling to be number one in the world. Yeah. And there's there's maybe ten people in the on the planet that can actually say they're battling to be number one in the world. So I'm like, I want to earn my way into Matt Jansen's core group. 
right? I want to do my work to earn my way into his core group. You know, it's funny. I remember when you hired him. It's been like, what, two years now? Yeah, we're going Almost up on two, two years. years. Yeah. I remember you left your current coach and you told me that you finally pulled the trigger with Matt. Yeah. And you were like, I'm not in the top 20. I'm not in the top 50. <laughs> you were like, I, will, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he, you were expecting him. What's funny is you were expecting him to respond to your jackets and stuff like days <laughs> yeah you were like I, I don't expect him to respond you know for a few days because uh, yeah. i'm not in the top I, I, 20 i told him that too i told him like dude if like if it makes your life easier and i send an update then nothing needs to change you don't need to respond like yeah. dead ass i don't care if you respond because i'm gonna keep fucking going no matter what yeah right like and you don't need to tell me anything about anything just know i'm checking my boxes and when you see a box that needs to change you can just let me know then I and wish like, that that was more, like, instilled in, like, you know, our rosters and stuff. Like, no response is a good response. Oh, I'm getting there. I mean, I like, we were talking to Miguel at the gym today, and I was like, Miguel, like, I think Miguel got his longest check-in response ever for me today because I explained something. It was, like, two sentences. Th- it was probably four sentences total, <laughs> and then I changed his diet. And he's gained, like, what, 40 pounds? No, Miguel's up 70 pounds in a year since we started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm it's just kidding. Dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> wow. But like the athletes who I know can handle it, which are also um, synonymous with the athletes making the most progress. Like, all right, good. Cool. Like that's how I respond to you. Yeah. Cool. That's how I respond to Brandon. Here's the change. All right, we're we're good. Like hold steady. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to understand the difference in the, where are you? Now, when you get into a contest prep, your coach needs to be on it. Like, as soon as I have a contest prep update come through that I see, I click on it right away. Absolutely. Um, one notable was Sarah Cutter today. She she updated around like 9 a.m. or something like that, and I was in the fucking flow, and I was catching up to like 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m. She checked in around 9 a.m., and which, yeah, that's still a great response time. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting two-hour responses and an hour and a half response time. She checks in at 9 a.m. As soon as it comes through, I just clicked on it. Yeah. Because she always sends the pictures first and then the biofeedback chart second. So I start looking at her pics right away. And then I was done with looking at her pics and her biofeedback came in. Yeah. And got back to her immediately. And then we just sent them in the changes. Well, before Sarah started prep, I mean, she was waiting the same duration as everybody else was. Right. Right. Which is still a rather good time, you know. Yeah, my clients get fucking, yeah. Like Monday today, Monday's by far my busiest check-in day. Um, I have an absurd amount of clients, um, check in Monday. I think I have 92 updates on Monday and right now it's, uh, currently five Oh one. The latest I have two thirty two. That's really good. Yeah. So two and a half hours is pretty fucking good, huh? And you know, oh, some of those people don't need any changes. Some of those people are prep clients that need a lot of changes, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, where do you fall in that spectrum? So you need to understand when you're talking, like you hire a good coach has a lot of people in prep or a lot of big time athletes. We also need to train today. How long were you and I at the gym for today? Over two hours. Yeah. Like we took our fucking time today and that was fun. That I was had a so really much good fun. Session, yeah. yeah, that was fun. I was even thinking when we were training, I was like, man, when I train with Megan, I like, there's never time constraints or anything. Cause we both just love being here. <laughs> like I could still be there yeah, <laughs> like, like hitting some more I'm shit. Like, oh, I, I should leave. I yeah. That's not like. People think that it's just on the computer. It's like, well, no. why is your response time? Okay, well, also, you, especially, like, coaching isn't my only business, you know? Yeah. It's like I have other endeavors or things that I'm dabbling into. Yeah. Or just, like, 
literally life. Like, I went to Chick-fil-A, and the line was long, and I didn't want to text and drive, so it's been a couple hours. So, today, a lot of you guys listening to this might see it today, like, coming off the weekend, and it it was a good weekend, you know, Coop got his first Olympia points of his career. Hey, shout out to Coop. Yeah, shout out to Coop, and our feedback there, this, you know what's great? I put two pro athletes on stage this weekend. I already know what you're going to say. I know. (laughs) I know. I I know. Um, Let me see Both their feedback was they were the best conditioned in their division. But here's what we need to change. As a coach, there's not many things you can get better than that. Now, an issue we had with Brandon was he was fading during posing, and I take that personally. I take that on myself that I wasn't pushing him hard enough during the posing rounds, um, and you know I need to be more hands-on with that right there. So that one's kind of fucking with me. But when Ashley and Brandon get told they're the best conditioned in their division, yeah, that 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 means more to me than anything else does. And so it now we just need it's to. It's like a, they get docked for it, you know. Like, I don't think neither of them got docked for it. We just, the places we need to fix are very fair. Mm-hmm. It's very fair. It's adding more balance to the physique. And they both compete again down here in Texas in four weeks in uh, uh, the next pro show here, the Texas Pro. Um, and, you know, the, those things are going to be corrected. And, you know, I feel really good about, you know, I feel good about what we're going to accomplish. It's going to be um, a damn fun weekend. It's going to be a fun weekend. And, and you know, Ashley Ayul, she seems to grow. We yeah. see grow, but let's see if we can add on four or five pounds in the next four weeks and come back with you know a fuller, better physique, and then get even um, more feedback from there. Absolutely, yeah. and then you know Isaiah. Um, I'm sure you guys saw Isaiah in his uh, first ever show won everything. He entered true novice. He entered novice. He had the novice overall. He had the open. He had the open overall. He won <laughs> all. Of them. Like I, I shit. I just checked my phone. Isaiah so won again. <laughs> so if he gets. Second, man. Yeah. You can't yeah. get second, Isaiah. God damn yeah. it. You can't get fucking second. You can't. can't you know, <laughs> like, now you only have to win. Yeah. The if bar you get is set. second even to the yeah. best guy, like, you you did worse. The bar <laughs> is set so high that, Isaiah, you, the only thing we can do is just keep winning. So, I'm sorry, but, like, basically... You need to beat C-Bum at some point. Basically, quit your job. Leave your, your significant other. Live in a raw. No. <laughs> no, but she helps a ton. Carly's fucking awesome. Like, see, I couldn't do what he does without Carly. She's fucking amazing. She's texting me from the crowd. Just fired the fuck up. So you don't need to live under a rock. But you and Carly can live under a rock. For all, like, I don't know. Nick Walker literally lives under a rock. Matt like is it, like, huh? you can leave the house. He's like, for what? <laughs> so um, it was it was another good fucking weekend um, for us. And it's, it's cool to see the group. Growth. But uh, the point in being, well, where was my attention this past weekend? Well, when you're when you're dialing people in for a professional show, it is way more meticulous than when you're you know bringing someone in for an NPC show. Bringing Isaiah in was pretty easy. We worked together a year and a half. I know his body really fucking well. He was peeled out of his mind. We had time to experiment with a lot of different things during prep. And, you know, dial him in. And he lands absolutely perfect on the fucking nose. Um, and, and, you know, puts on a really good performance. Obviously, winning everything is always fun. With Brandon, we had a shotgun prep. I took over at nine weeks out. He was 30 pounds over the weight cap. Like, we had a lot of fucking work to do. The issue with Brandon is he always goes flat every prep he's gone so fucking flat that it can just the size the density can never be recovered so we went to uh check-ins we went to weigh-ins and we were anticipating 207 um well we we were planning for 207 because we weren't sure if he was going to weigh in at fi- uh, height in at 5'9 or 5'10 
So we kept him at that 207 mark. He weighed in at 207.0. The way that thing was executed was fucking phenomenal on Brandon and I's end. I mean, we landed on the fucking nose. Whereas we woke up higher in the morning. We had one meal. At one point, he was a few pounds over that stage weight. We had a meal because I knew if we just fucking coasted in. Uh, ate nothing, drank nothing until then, then we had hit that 207 on the nose. And that's exactly what we did. So that was good because it gave us a head start on the filling process that it's not like he hadn't eaten since the day before. He had a meal and he had a you know, decent sized meal, um, enough to kind of give us a nice head start to where we could recover him. The issue was he hid it at 510 and a half rather than 59. So really we could have been at 215. But his 214.8 look earlier in prep was fucking nuts. Like, that was the check-in he sent that I was like, this is what I want to bring to stage. Mm -hmm. This with a water pull is exactly what I want to bring to stage. Not even water pull, just water manipulation. Uh, so some asparagus, multi-mineral, vitamin C, um, pull water back slightly the day before the show. He would have landed just perfectly. Um, so now we know that for Texas, we can volumize, we can fill him out, we can keep him full going in and trying to get that 214 look back and... I'm not sure he can lose at that 214 mark. Um, but it was every update he sends me pictures. That's the whole peak week. Him, Isaiah, Ashley. After every meal, they sent me pictures. After training, they sent me pictures. I'm having them pose, 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 pose. But it's also it's consistent posing practice. And then every day, every set of pictures. I remember sending you pictures of Ashley and Brandon both throughout their peaking. And, and Isaiah, too, yeah. all throughout their peaking. Where I was like, wow, this is even better than last meal. And then I would find that fucking look. And usually, you know, that look is usually around meal two or three of the day. Um, after that, it's not that the look gets worse. It's just that the, the we, we want as little stomach volume as possible when we step on stage, right? So it's like if we can find that perfect look around meal two or three, well, you have to understand there's finals too. So what did it look like in the meals after that? If, like, if you're not seeing your athlete, if if it's a, if it's a division or a show where the variance matters, you need to see your athlete after every single meal. Mm -hmm. now again, if this is bikini, it's pretty easy to pinpoint, right? Um, if this is not a very competitive NPC show and you have a dominant athlete, it's pretty easy to pinpoint. Um, and honestly, that was Isaiah, but also with Isaiah, I want to get him ready for like the national stage too. And the more I have, the more we have, you know, together. So I think it, I think that's very important, but. When you, so when you talk in terms of attention, well, who gets the most attention is the athlete in peak week. And it's like that for every single coach. If you're not in peak week, you don't need that attention. If you're not a health fix client who has severe health issues, you don't need that attention. Right. So what are we focusing on as athletes? Well, when you look at the athletes who leave a coach and talk about attention, they commonly don't progress much. They commonly hire another coach. They continue their, their, their ways of not you know, of, of just kind of checking the boxes or checking around the boxes, but not actually executing the perfection. And they commonly, you know, uh, have this same uh, path of progression, but the difference is hopefully they're getting babysit or they, they, they hope to be getting like more babysat within their new coaching experience. But it's like I post this after the Olympia. Everyone's talking about Turner Pro. Everyone's talking about winning overalls. Everyone's talking about all this stuff. Well, if your leadership is constantly putting people on the pro stage or, or constantly dialing pros in or constantly placing top five nationally and all that shit, don't you fucking think they'll, they probably know what to do to get you there, right? Like, if, 
it, the proof is so deep in the goddamn pudding yep. that maybe the thing we should do, like what I did with Matt and, you know, what you did when you came on with me is just shut the fuck up and work. Mm -hmm. Because, like you said, earn their attention. Earn Matt's attention. And I earned it. Mm -hmm. I, I garnered his attention. I'm a threat at a national stage. Like, your time will come, like, you know. Absolutely. But just because you're not as developed as other people doesn't mean you can't become that. You need to focus on the meticulous, the nitty-gritty, the tiny little things and add up to those daily. Dude, I'm you know, I'm switching most of my people to bi-weekly updates now. Yeah. My off-season people or some of my general health clients who need all the time. People, like, the people who I trust the most are doing bi-weekly updates, as long as they're not in prep, you know. Uh, because the reality is, you're in off-season. Like, you're a general health client. Dude, every week. We're not going to need changes. No. And, and if we do, there's an endless, you know, there's like a different variable that you're working on, like digestion absolutely. or hormones. Yeah, that's like, that's different. completely different. So I'm having But if everything's people, perfect, your health is good, like, why do you need to see me every week? Yeah, so I'm having these people check in bi-weekly, but on their check-in day every week, they send me a message letting me know just how things are going. And today, I, I have like maybe 10, maybe 11, 12, somewhere in there. People who don't check in this week because they check in next week, they all sent me their message. Everything's going good, fine, and well. Well, then why do I need to assess a check-in? Yep. Why did you need to fill out the biofeedback form? Why did you need to take time out of your day to set up picks? You know, Matt Matt started doing it, and then he told me about it. He's like, man, I think this can really help you because, like, Check-in days are stressful for athletes, too. They need to allot time for this. Yeah, it's only five minutes, but you still need to allot time for this. But then the issue is you put your side-by-sides with last week or your side-by-sides with whatever, and you start picking down the, man, I haven't made any progress. I haven't made any progress. Well, you, you know, you're maybe you're not lean enough to make any progress. Maybe you're not using enough drugs to make any progress. Maybe, you know, X, Y, Z is going on. To where week over week, you're so far away from, like, a cut phase, a fat loss phase, or a prep phase that you're not going to make visual progress every week. Mm-hmm. And if I trust you, that means you're making training progress every single week. So you could argue that the clients I'm talking to the absolute least are the ones that I trust the absolute most. Ashley's in all season now. If the weights are going up, you're making progress, period. And the contractions. Yeah. If the contractions and the weights going up, dude, this is very really simple. Follow the protocol. Overload your training, which is completely in your control. And go to sleep. Mm -hmm. and you are going to progress. Uh, bodybuilding is wildly simple. That's why, to me, it's so fucking funny. Like, I see, uh, you know, some coaches who are, you know, trying to build up the resume and, like, trying to, you know, talk a little bit, right? Um, talk about these, like, variables that are just so far out there, things that just don't matter, that sound super fancy. And they, 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 they sound super fun and shiny and new. They try, do you feel like it tries stuff. to, like, talk over people's heads so they, they yeah. appear smarter? Yes, they appear smarter than what they are, but the reality is, like, the resume is not really in a place for them to be considered smarter than what they are. Like right? uh, a good example, like a... Oh, never mind. Oh, come on. I want to hear it now. I want to hear like it so bad. Like posting something and saying, like, we made M-A-K adjustments. Like, other people don't really know what the fuck that means. So it sounds fancy so it and it sounds, makes you want to jump on board. Like, no, you literally manipulated water and sodium. Like, just say that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? You're not that cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you ate a fourth of a banana and you <laughs> added some salt. And you had a bottle of water. <laughs> you are a genius. Oh, but 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 and people are like, well, my it's 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 called it's like low hanging fruit marketing, or it's like extremely it's um, dumbing down marketing. Well, my coach doesn't do that, so I need to hire that coach because he's doing that. And the clients you get with that aren't very good clients. 
like, no shade intended. This might not be a popular thing to say, but I'm a fucking human, so I'm going to say, like, look at the people who left me and said they didn't get enough attention. They're not very good, right? They weren't, like, they weren't people who were about to step on stage. Or they weren't people who were about to step on the national stage. Like, they needed a lot of work to get there. So, like, they're looking at what other people are saying. This sounds so sophisticated. Well, Justin's not doing that with me. So, you know, I want to go try this approach. I want him to mess with my NA and K. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want my NA and K. Okay, so fucked I see up. both. I see that. I see that spectrum. And then I see burger and fries. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, okay, so now we're overcomplicating yeah. it. And now we're really yeah. simplifying yeah. it. You're just fucking it up. Hey, everyone gets Can burger and fries. <laughs> you made it through prep night for a show. Burger and fries. Burger and fries. Haven't like, had red meat in six months. That's so but let's fucking let's stupid. Have a burger. No data. Like, there's some people with too much data. There's some people with not enough data. And then everyone else is just like, like, everyone who's like a pro coach, a good pro coach is riding the midline of like, <laughs> Well, this is kind of what you do. <laughs> I don't know. But like, it's 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 just, it's not that serious. But the reality is there's some people who do this for a paycheck. And mm-hmm. they need that. They need that paycheck. So it's like, how do I make myself sound more complex than what this whole yeah. thing really and They'll is? have more in-depth responses to check-ins and stuff because they want the athlete to feel like they need they them. They need them. Yeah, they yeah. They need yeah. them. Yeah, when, when a coach makes you feel like like you need them, that's probably not the best place to be. Like, I just put, I just get results, dude. Yeah, I just straight get up. fucking Just wins. get results. We got 58 athletes who have hit the stage this year. We got 56 wins. That's pretty fucking solid, right? So I'm yeah. just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I used to, I was talking about this over the weekend. I used to like post client transformations and like talk about what we were doing. And then I realized like, nobody cares. Yeah, no one cares. That's a complete waste of time. Well, also it's marketing. Yeah. And like I take pride in not marketing. I just post my client's results now. I just post a picture like tomorrow I'm posting Brandon. Brandon, um, like 10 months progress. Good work, dude. Yeehaw. Proud of you. Yeah, yeehaw. GG. I'll say, I'm going to put it in there. I'll put yeehaw in there. And I'll be see like, who gets it. Yeah, I'll be like, if, Only podcast if you OGs. know, you know. Yeah. Yeehaw, the fucking the <laughs> cowboy emoji. Fuck, yeah. Give me a cowboy emoji on Brandon's comment if you listen to the pod. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny That'd as be fuck. That'd be funny to do. So, uh, you know, I... I I, I guess an overarching theme is also I don't fall for the, the weird complex marketing or like if a coach has to market themselves and they're probably like not doing other things right. Um, but understand as an athlete, and I say this, like me, me and Megan coming from, we're athletes from four big time coaches. Like this is coming from a place of, dude, we go through this and we've been through it too. As an athlete, your job is to number one, know where you're at. Be realistic with yourself. It's okay if you're not about ready to step on stage. It's okay if you're far out and you're just working towards that goal. And it's also okay to like not have these extremely lengthy check-in responses, not have all this unbelievable complex X, Y, Z, or these minute details that don't need ironed out, like your NA and K when you're fucking 30 weeks out. Like These things don't matter. What matters is, number one, you want to earn that attention. And what that means is earn your way to the prep. Like, I let people prep, and Megan has taken note of this and fallen in line with, we let people prep who are ready to win. Mm-hmm. Not, not like, just get on stage. Anyone can get on stage and get a top five. Like, how many, what's the winning rate? What's the winning ratio? Are you ready to step on stage and get a victory? And also, you know, like I always say, look at what shows you're going to do. Some people are getting victories in classes of, like, one pe- one person, right? So who are you beating? The quality of person. But earn the attention, 
which all that means, like I said, get in your place where you're ready to be competitive for a win on stage. And then your coach, there's a lot of people listening to this who are, you know, with Matt or with Shane or with Vu um, or Casalina or Phil, uh, you know, all those people. A lot of people listen from those teams. You hired a good, really good coach. Wait your turn. Do the work. Dude, every time you see a set of pictures, honestly, if you're someone who's not deep in prep, the biofeedback form, as long as everything's stable, doesn't really matter much. Now, if you're having a digestive issue, if you're having an RHR issue or having an HRV issue, you're having a blood glucose issue, yeah, these things matter. But all you need to do is look at the pictures, and a good coach, like a, a coach who's really producing, can tell where you're at. Like, you can kind of always see a physique and what it'll look like when it's contest ready. Like, if you're not in a contest prep, then your coach doesn't think that you're ready to be competitive, you know, on, on stage for a class victory. Like, it's really simple. But at the end of the day, like, when you, you work so hard, you know, I've been at this like seven years. Um, the coach whose athlete left them and, um, you know, just trying to like blast them has been doing this fucking 20 years. Like, when you work that long to build a brand up and build something up, like, dude, it's up to us for who represents that brand and, like, what you're doing on that stage. Put the work in day over day over day. Understand that the more monotony, the way better. And then when your time comes, you're going to earn the attention. You're going to get the attention of the athlete or of, of, of your coach, right? Um, any final thoughts? Do the fucking work. <laughs> It's literally that simple. <laughs> Do like, force the change. Work harder. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and work harder. <laughs> Nobody cares. We should to say that. Shut the fuck up and work harder. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like... like that with, might be offensive. No, wait, wait. with your nobody cares work harder shirts, with an X over nobody just cares, just shut and then the shut fuck the fuck up. up, like, looks like I kind of like that. over it. I kind of like that. Yeah, those would sell. I would definitely buy one. Okay. You make, do you make 4XLs? Yeah. Actually, I'll get on that. <laughs> well, I don't have any of your apparel because you don't I, fucking have you know, 4XL. Dude, look at so, your CEO. That's his problem, know, not mine. I know. <laughs> it all comes back on me, huh? I'm still the one to blame. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all literally, by definition, the same. <laughs> all right, guys. Episode one, I want to help. I hope this kind of helps some of you out, um, you know, with where you're at in your journey, with where you're at within your coach. I kind of made this on behalf of every coach, but also every athlete. Because like I said, we're both in, we're serving both fucking roles. Do the work, earn it. I'll see you next time.